the only boys rewatch podcast that kind of wishes the last episode was never uploaded instead of just being late. I'm one of your hosts, a blubbering mess and jack of all trades mono, and with me is my co-host and master of none, Kira. I don't care. I got Jamie. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty upset. You were really you upset. Were I were... was. I was elated that the fact that Jamie, I got fan service. But yeah, but yeah, everything leading up to this, the, the giant on-screen penises, the Nazi baked potato handjobs, the, the live octopus dinners, they, they all don't matter for shit because they fucking killed Supersonic. Yeah, you the can bastards. go, yeah, you're going to build a shrine to him now in our closet. I, yeah, I can't handle it. I'm not having it. It's just, no, Supersonic. <laughs> I'm actually going to see if I can get you one of those prayer candles on Etsy. You can get custom <laughs> ones. I'll get you a Supersonic one. Yes, I want it. Yeah. I want it. Yeah, I, you, I, you were upset too, but I was I was upset. I was as upset as you, but you were I devastated. I was devastated. Bastards. In fairness, I think I was, I was all gasped out by that point of the episode. There was a lot of gasping. There was so much gasping. And I think had... I'll probably, we'll probably talk about it a couple of times throughout the episode, but had the trailer not given away as much as it, was, as it had, I would have probably been gasped out over what happened to Kimiko. Yeah. But I kind of knew that was coming. Yeah, we were waiting on that. So that was like, oh, okay, but it's Kimiko. She's got to survive. Oh, yeah. She, they're not. I don't think they're going to kill her However, off. However, something... other revelations in this episode, at one point, I think I forgot <clears throat> to actually exhale. It was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm trying <laughs> Just getting redder and redder. Oh yeah, no, it was it was a fucking excellent episode. Yes. It really was. There, written by Oh, this one was written by Meredith Glynn, who was a producer and writer on Supernatural and the Scream TV series, is that what I said? Yes. I actually watched the first season of that, so if she was on that, I really, really enjoyed it. Well worth a watch if you're looking for like just a standalone or something. Yeah. Very fun. Well, uh, this was a, a phenomenal episode, so yes. well done to Meredith Glynn. And the director was the same director as last episode, Julian Holmes. Yes. Oh, another little bit of housekeeping. We got a nice little announcement yesterday as well. Yeah, in that pretty much inevitable, but still nice to see. We are definitely getting season four of The Boys. Yeah, so now we get to wait for another two years. Hopefully it won't be as long. And they're talking about... probably going to be, just in terms of VFX effects, like Um, we've seen... The care and detail that they put into their shot work, uh, Termite exploding, that poor guy. <laughs> yeah. He's a mix of brilliant, brilliant prosthetic work. On set, because they, they built a giant penis head. Yeah, I don't want to think about that <laughs> at all. But, well, I mean, if you think about the, the turnaround between season one was July 2019 and season two aired September 2020. And there were probably some COVID delays in wrapping up. Yeah. Just just getting the last bit of it done yeah. in 2020. So, I mean, hopefully we won't be looking much later than end of 2023 for season four. This whole season was basically edited in basements. Like they oh, kind yeah. of admitted that themselves. <laughs> that it was just like people in their houses working away. Um, you wouldn't know. You no, would you not wouldn't know. know at all. Thankfully, we have the infrastructure around that we do. Yeah, no, because you, you wouldn't know that uh, there was, it, it's no different from the other two seasons in terms of, like, standards, VFX, acting, anything, yeah. a, any of it. Like, you know what I mean? It's it better, if anything. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing is there were plenty of Easter eggs and there's some great fan service in this episode. Yes, so we will is. definitely be talking comics. So spoilers ahead for Lots that. Lots of spoilers for the comics. Yeah. Because they got in, like, okay, Lil Nina herself doesn't have the penchant for the uh large the large dildos yeah no but we do get plenty of dildos in this episode and little <laughs> nina does seem to be at least somewhat of a pervert yeah a bit of a pervert yeah. you, know she you didn't get to... that from the latex skirt in the previous episode 
Oh, well, the fact that she used a strap-on on Frenchie. Yes. As well. Yeah. <laughs> was in but the previous also, episode. But, uh, he's French, so. Yeah. And his cooking is so good it made her come. Yeah. But again, he's French. <laughs> but yeah, no, they're definitely, definitely going to be comic spoilers in this episode. Yeah. And before we get too far, will we go for the traditional summary? As is tradition. The boys head to Russia on the trail of Soldier Boy and the soup killing weapon. On the way, they each must reckon with themselves and their place in the squad. Homelander tightens his grip on the Seven as A-Train and the Deep start to clash. Andy looks to Maeve for support and things start to come apart for Stan when he pushes Victoria too far. And then they kill Supersonic. The yeah. fuckers. The yeah. fuckers. I've said just... I'm not gonna... I'm gonna be ranting about this for the whole fucking season. Yeah, this made you, like, anger. This is then. worse than Rainer. Yeah. This is worse than Rainer. Yeah, in fact, I think that's pretty much the first thing you said as you walked off into the kitchen and I just heard a little voice go, this is worse than Rainer. <laughs> well, I, I sat fucking <laughs> slack-jawed staring at the screen for about 10 or 15 seconds. No, probably longer than that, actually. And was just like, no. I'm amazed no. you can move at all because I slapped the shit out of you during parts of this. Like, when the, <laughs> when they walk into the compound and there's the little hamster... Oh, yeah. And I was just, like, we'll beating get, you. We'll get to Jamie, yeah, because we talked about Jamie in, like, yeah. I think the first or second episode of, of the I've completely forgotten about Jamie. I'm delighted. Yeah, I'm no. also delighted that he wasn't retrieved from the, the nethers of a deceased superhero. A deceased Irish superhero. Yeah. <laughs> Called Blarney Cock. But, yeah, no, that's how you do fan service. Yeah. That is how you do fan service. And I used to have a little hamster that looked like that, so that made me really happy, too. But the episode starts off with, with some... Solid gold. Yeah. In both senses. That is, I <laughs> it am. It's called solid gold sh- and it is solid gold. It's fucking hilarious. I am pretty sure that is Jack Quaid because I am. Oh, one of the dancers. Positive. Yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't. If be it is, if I'm delighted. That's hilarious. I would not hilarious. be surprised if it was him. Yeah, because that, that solid gold bit's fucking hilarious. The I whole thing. really think Kripke did that on purpose because. Jensen's known for like breaking into song on soundtrack on, on set, yeah, set. yeah. So no. making him do Blondie as well in a really <laughs> William Shatner esque spoken word. Well, that was I, I, I was on the the, the Twitter feed uh, asking when we were going to get the William Shatner Soldier Boy double album that we all need. Oh, <laughs> and apparently I want to hear them do Rocket Man together. <laughs> apparently, Debbie Harry loved it. I I'm, also saw it on Twitter. Yeah, oh, it's fucking hilarious. It is. It's hilarious. And then we, we cut to a less hilarious bit of poor old M.M. watching it. Yeah. Popping pills and squeezing the life out of that chair. Yeah. As he f- kind of flashes back to, yeah, I'm guessing, to watching it live with his family. his brother. Yeah. At least. And you kind of hear the car crash because we know something happened to him. There was a car crash or something. Yeah. And we see. That time, which has been alluded to in the newspaper clippings. Yeah. What role Homelander or the Homelander Soldier Boy has to play in that? My guess is they were collateral damage. <laughs> yeah, because there's a whole a whole bunch of clippings that seem to be like Soldier Boy did this while stopping this thing. Yeah, that are that are all based around like collateral damage and stuff. So well, we've already seen in Mallory's backstory. He's not exactly. <laughs> he's not subtle anyway. Yeah, but um, to the face is more subtle. <laughs> Negligent. Willfully negligent. That's probably it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Willful negligence is probably probably yeah as close as we're gonna come at this point anyway. <laughs> <laughs> to 
what he he just doesn't give a shit but from um, the verbal vomit that we've just had to, to butcher cleaning up vomit on the floor of oh, the office he, oh the green slime yeah. it looked like flubber yeah and, and that was hilarious I'm sorry but anybody getting projectile vomited in the face unexpectedly is always funny oh and it was going to be Huey it was it, always going to be Huey but it was green slime puke <laughs> as well yeah. so it was particularly nasty because it looked like it was sticky but Huey has cleaned himself up. And How does he know immediately that he's on V? Does he maybe know, because he's working for the FBSA, does he know then through Vic that Stan was trying to sell Dakota Bob the V24 maybe? You know, it just no. It just struck me as weird as he because his immediate reaction is "You're on V." Yeah, it does. It does seem like and there could like, have been a little green. bit more explanation on on how Huey knew. Yeah, but I'm just I'm just because, gonna go no, with because of his later reaction of shit. You already took it. Yeah, and then as well when when he says you know it's only temporary and Dave established he's on V and Butcher says he killed Gunpowder. And he was like, with powers? He said, well, what the fuck else? Yes, of course. He didn't take the V and then shoot him with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> he killed him with the powers that he just yes. got. But yeah, no, how Huey knows, I'm, I'm There's not There's something really weird on. there. The way It's just so quick. I, it's not clear how he knows, but I'll let it slide for the minute. I don't know. Maybe it's just green vomit. <laughs> the well, it, yeah, this is not a natural colour to be expelled from your body. Well, yeah, that that's probably... But yeah, to jump straight to V just after vomit is a bit is a bit of a leap. It's I I'll I'll let it slide for the minute. But you the the little when he goes you killed him? With with powers? <laughs> with powers and, and you there can is see a bit him of getting a... a little like come to the dark side. Yeah. We got cookies. <laughs> he is he's a little tempted there, alright. Yeah, and, he's and... already had a couple of big like blows to his pride at this point so he's like ooh yeah and he gets another one a bit later on and as well, he's already but... like given into the fact that if he wants to beat them he's gonna have to do things like Butcher's doing it and Butcher's just taking temporary V yeah you, you you can see is a little bit intrigued but he asks him as well have they told the others and he yeah, says no and if you tell them million dollar question he says if you tell them I'll put you in a coma and he doesn't even try and be menacing about it which means it's a real threat <laughs> yeah he will he will do that yeah and, and after that it's off to the meeting between Frenchie's two masters why did he bring I was kind of questioning why he would bring Frenchie but at the same time well, Fran- Frenchie's, he's never met Frenchie's the one organising the meet as yeah. well so because I was like it's kind of mean it is kind of mean and but I think he's also realising as well that if he wants them on board he's got to be a bit more transparent maybe partly that I think it's also perhaps a little bit of a just a power move on Butcher's part of being like no he's he's, he's, he's my boy now man. and he does what I say now like yeah. the line he has about oh we gave him a better home and, and like rubs him on the rubs head rubs him on the head and you can see all Frenchie is thinking of is what Sure. Nina, know what Nina had said to him oh, that in the he's meeting, just on a leash. that he's on a leash and, and he heals to whoever his master is yeah. and he's not happy about that no. uh, oh. how sad are you that he's not wearing his clown pants those clown pants were ridiculous to be honest with you <laughs> they were ridiculous but yeah they have Billy and Nina have a bit of a chat I was expecting that chat to be resolved with some hate fucking in an office somewhere it was going that way. Well, when she's talking about her, the the money's fine, but what about her stress and and her sleepless nights? Yeah, and what can he do to? Yeah, I thought I thought I was going to be, I, I be, gonna be there was going to be at least 
some angry sex and then she was like but really I want Shuri yeah I, I, like I thought exactly to, the same thing to be honest with you to leave but Butcher and Nina come to, to some arrangement because the next we see them they're on a, a runway about to board a private plane yeah Frenchie and Kimiko are discussing whether or not Butcher might have actually offered up Sherry and of course Butcher appears hears it straight away and is like oh come on I'm not a monster yeah you are <laughs> <laughs> then tells tells Frenchie to enjoy himself and pretend he's on entourage. Yeah, which doesn't particularly make so, Frenchie well, any ha- no, happier, it does it? Doesn't. But I like the Huey Huey's fraught phone call to Vic because he's broken his arm and he's because he think... fell off his peloton. That's the <laughs> yeah. story he gave. Mind you, he it's fell... likely, yeah. it's believable. Yeah, you fall off the peloton, split yourself. Yeah, no, I think that's just. That that's just to, to let us know. Oh yeah, he's he's still, he's still like, yeah. that that excuse is still valid. <laughs> yeah, he's off his face on Vicodin, so yeah, he's no use to anybody. She buys it, and they all get on the plane. And well, he's got a freaking bro- like proper broken arm, like. But yeah, no, he's got a broken arm and a broken he, ego. He's had his fragile male ego has been a bit bruised. Yeah, and it's it's not made any better when they get to Russia and the Russian TV shows are making oh, fun of them too. They're brilliant. Oh, fucking brilliant. Oh, and, and they're very similar if you've ever seen the South Asian, like especially the gossip oh, news the, when no, they I do the little reenactments. The 3D reenactments yes. and stuff are fucking brilliant. But oh, yeah, if you've never seen them, Google them. They're amazing. But the, the Huey on the Russian news bit fucking cracked me up. Oh, He's just so pissed off looking. Yeah, he's so fucking annoyed. He Uh, really is. Like, where, where, where? I love the graffiti, actually. Yeah, that graffiti is fucking cool. The graffiti is beautiful. I love the Goya reference of Saturn eating or Cronus eating Saturn. But no, the, the, the graffiti's the graffiti's a really nice touch. No, it is. It's really, really cool, and it's nice to see that there. It's the first time we've been kind of outside the states apart from like soup military operations yeah so it's, it's interesting to see that in Russia soups also seem to be quite a big deal yeah they would be especially like post USSR soups would have been everything that the Russians despised you know this western decadence yeah where they have like these heroes that are elevated as opposed to the communist message of everybody is equal but some are more equal than others but we see then later on with the dildos they're referred to as contraband so yeah, obviously they're still at it the, the party line is obviously no soups are bad we don't like soups but as you can see in the graffiti and what they're reporting on in the news they, yeah. obviously the people are still interested but we find out then what Butcher did actually have to trade is not Cherie, but Kimiko use, has to go and do a hit. Use of Kimiko for one night. One night only. And Kimiko, They have a little bit of a face-off where she's like, I'm not your gun. And he's like, yes, the fuck you are. Yeah. yeah no, he Sit the fuck down, shut the fuck up. You do what put, I tell you to. <laughs> yeah, put, lays down the law with Frenchie and with Kimiko. Yeah. And, and sends them off. Yeah, it's harsh. Yeah. And he sends and them like, off. Frenchie not going to feel too happy about that considering her revelation the last episode which is I'm only here because you're here. Yeah. So he's dragged her into this. Yeah. Inadvertently. Well. Yeah. So it's not, yeah, not going to be Even more so than she would have been involved by you know Butcher being involved. But yeah she's she's there because she's tied to him and he's there because he's on Butcher's leash. Yeah. And Cherie's like his loyalty is kind of his biggest downfall unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's definitely he's, over he loyal at, like to yeah. his own detriment. 
and then then gives him some shit for the way he treats the two guys. Yeah, and then I kind of wish this conversation had happened maybe two years prior, because... (laughs) Yeah, you feel like this is a conversation that should have happened. It's like, dude, if you had told him that you, like, this whole revelation that he's there to be the big boss man and be a shit, but M.M. is there to look after the boys. And it's like, yeah, M.M. was doing that anyway, yeah. But if he had been more aware of that, he could have probably stepped in in other places where he felt it was it wasn't his place to comment on it. Yeah, and like you would think that it would have come up in and around the time that MM gave his canary speech. Yeah. <laughs> but I suppose at the same time, it is butcher. Yeah, he's grown and he's enough not- to realize that he needs MM. Yeah, so that's like old butcher would never have told MM that at all. No. And would have just. Old Butcher would have put down Huey just for knowing about the V. Oh yeah, Old Butcher would have done a whole ton of things differently. And yeah. as much as as it, it kind of looked like he was going to go back to Old Butcher when he pushed Ryan away, you can see he still hasn't entirely because there's a couple of bits during that conversation, particularly towards the end when he's like, "Oh, I'm not all asshole." Yeah, you can see a bit of a look on his face where he's like, "I hope, I hope yeah. I'm not all asshole. I hope I still I, have." I, that bit left, that bit that was smart enough to pick MM. Yeah, please see that this is is kind of a facade. Yeah, no, it's it's it. MM is and always has been the heart of the group, and yeah. like he is. Yeah, without without MM, it all falls apart. Definitely, and you could kind of you could see that in the first episode or two with Huey as boss, and <laughs> you know the two of them are kind of at each other's throat. Not well, they were yeah, throat, they were. There's and... some sniping and there's some posturing going on, and there's some begrudging and yeah there it's there's no camaraderie yeah butcher's but then, on his own frenchie and the female are just kind of there they're, yeah they're doing the do missions because the they've nothing else to do so yeah and then as soon as mm comes back the banter is there yeah um everybody says to get along that bit more yeah it, it, they become a cohesive unit again as opposed to just kind of being individuals that happen to yeah. share but, the same interests but only only for a short while before butcher starts to chip away at it again yeah because <laughs> he can't stand it when everybody's happy yeah but huey's huey's uh aldigo is taking a oh, bit yeah. of a punishment punishing <laughs> yeah, Huey's, Huey's, Huey's ego has definitely taken a couple of knocks. Yeah, getting to Russia and saying it being mocked like that in Russia, I think is like kind of the last straw for him. Yeah, and it doesn't help. We will we'll talk about it in a bit, but the cover the conversation and the, the the interaction that he's had with Homelander earlier on in the episode. <sighs> He where he so almost stands standing. up to him. Yeah, he takes a step towards him and he squares up. And Homelander's like, ooh. Yeah. Ooh, we're going to play. <laughs> and like, you got to admire him from that. And when Annie steps in, you can see him just being like, oh, for fuck's I got it. It's the, the equivalent of the, you know, squaring up to the bully without your older brother there. Yeah. Kind of thing where it's yeah. like, I'm fucking do- like, mom, I'm, I'm doing stand, it. Yeah, I'm about to stand on my own two feet. I don't need you here. Like, well, no matter what the outcome is, the point is I made the stand. Yeah. Like, he's already got his broken arm in a death grip. Like. But, like, yeah, he, he does he want to get himself killed as well? But it no, is it's he, just... like, he, Homelander won't kill him. Yes. <laughs> but I don't think I don't think he needs Starlight he on knew, board. I don't think he knew or cared about that in the moment. I think he, he just wanted to he was like, No, I, I am making but a he, stand because I am tired of being pushed around. Well he did say some extremely like 
rude, unseen oh, things as well. And he's also, there's that kind of gallantry as well that Huey at the end is a gentleman kind of at heart and will stand, he's going to stand up for her. Oh yeah, that that was Huey's you go too fast moment. Yeah, he's like this close to taking off a glove and slapping him <laughs> with it. But it's like, he's yeah, no, he's right to be upset, but he needs to learn to, to pick his battles. And that's Huey's problem this season is that he's he's seeing it all just through the lens of this supposed failure of working with Newman through the last year. And, oh, I can't do anything right. I've never been able to do anything right. And it's... Yeah, he's always been bullied and this this is the bully he can't stand up to. And his and girlfriend now, has to come in and save the day. Yeah, and in, even in season one, we saw him saying things like, you know, when they were at the bowling alley about how that wouldn't bother him and things like that. Yeah, it's bothering him now. But now. Yeah, but he only seems to be interested in power and strength as a way to, like... Well, he had a, repair himself like you know what I mean he had a taste of it though for that year where he was number one and he had not the final say but could control who was being arrested who was being investigated he was doing oh, yeah. what but he, he, he did. Ha- yeah he had power but, but he's le- now that's all been like the rug's been swept out dead from under him so he's he's flailing yeah he's flailing and he's trying to to regain his self-worth by focusing on strength more like he, speed more power but yeah, but the, so the power that he had before was political power yeah and now he's trying to just gain any sort of power but it seems to be he's focusing on purely on things like physical strength and things like that and yeah. you know standing up to people and shows like well, that well he's tried they've tried to outthink them and but, tried to do it like and that hasn't worked because Vought's always been one step ahead of them. Vought's multiple steps ahead of them at this point, so he's not gonna be able to outthink them. So what's left then is Butcher's way of just sledgehammering through it until it all comes But down. even even Butcher has uh, finesse and has yeah. plans. You know what he, I mean? Butcher just doesn't just rely on Yeah. On his strength. Oh no, he's doing that his, whole thing it, where he's like, oh, we have to do it your way, so I'm going to go in whole hog your way but, and just be the biggest, toughest, baddest, you know. It's like when you go into prison. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, Butcher is more he than should that. Have, he should have gone crazy. He shouldn't have tried to be the biggest, toughest, maddest bastard in there and just been the craziest one. <laughs> yeah, but he thinks he thinks that Butcher's, that, that, that Butcher's just brute force and nothing else. Yeah. But... Butcher is more than that. Yeah. And he's just trying to kind of like no, go he's, for the No, he's brute just force. so fixated on the immediate, which is this revelation of V24. He can have powers. He can finally be equal to them. He can stand up to them. Yeah. He's not thinking, he's only thinking about immediate recouping of what he's lost and he needs something. He's, he's, oh my God. You know when Futurama did the what if yeah. machine and they do the Wizard of Oz? Yeah. And they give Zoidberg a gun because he's a coward. <laughs> yeah, you don't need courage, my cowardly friend. You just need a gun. It's that. He's looking for his gun. When he sees Butcher taking the V. Butcher's got a little look of, like, Jones and Oh, oh yeah. He, Butcher was definitely Jones. I like, the, looks f- like, he's getting I like the fact that it looks like you get the same power again, but you get... Because it seems to be like when they inject V into kids their powers manifest and that's it they don't change over time yeah so yeah every time you get a hit you get this it it's not going to change your cells differently or whatever whatever it works by like the the eye flare and he's expecting it this time yeah he's better able to he knows what to expect because he looks so fucking happy when he actually does get to use when he walks out and he's like yeah motherfuckers 
he's definitely got the junkie high on it. Oh, he's, he's even, got such a clue going on. He's even got his own little fix kit, but at least he's good enough to try and keep Huey away from it. Yeah, that it's it's not power, it's punishment. Yeah, and he says... It's an it's echo the, of what Edgar had said, that exactly. this isn't power. Yeah, power isn't your superpowers. Power it, is being able to get people to do what you want them to do. Yeah, that's why cult leaders are so successful. Yep, and that's why Stan's been so good at what he does, and that's why Butcher's been so good at what he does, Gosh. and that's why Huey's <laughs> not getting it, is because... He has no natural persuasion. <laughs> no. Or charm. He just doesn't. He just doesn't have that. No, Huey can't be Butcher. Like, Huey no. had a purpose in the team, and, and Huey's forgotten what that purpose was. Yeah. Huey thinks that, oh no, because Butcher is right, and they have to do things Butcher's way, that means that he has to become Butcher. I was like, no, he could stay being Huey and just follow Butcher's lead. We don't need another Butcher. Yeah, he's he's gone real fanboy. But, yeah, he, do, he doesn't see that. No. Oh, actually, before their V conversation, we forgot nearly the most fun scene, Kimiko's assassination scene. <laughs> All those dildos. Yeah, and the Russian oligarch, Ogliarch. Ogliarch? Oligarch. You were right the first time. Was I? <laughs> <laughs> Who, uh, I was looking at going, hey, I, I know him. And he was the very lovable Ivan on Schitt's Creek. Oh, right. Yeah, so seeing him get a dildo smashed through the back of his head was... That shot's so funny. Because that's the clear shot of his face. And I was like, hey, oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, that dildo fight scene is fucking hilarious. They really missed a, like a Mr. Hankey or uh, I think it's Mr. Hankey product placement. The Christmas poop? No, the giant dildo company. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think there was there was just enough going on in that, that dildo selection. Is it weird that I was like, can I get a better look at them? <laughs> Because I'm sure there was like actual beautiful craftsmanship went into them because when they zoom in and go across to the noir one. Yeah. And I was like, I kind of want to look at them because I can't appreciate how funny this is. Well, because I didn't even realize the vibrator one vibrated until it was like in his neck. There's a, a, they set up a website. Called, oh, can you buy them? No, you can't buy them, but it's oh. a fake website called soupporn.com and it's uh, all Vox sex toys. So I they have, know. they don't I have would... all the dildos up there, but they do have some of them up there. Oh, okay, I'm going to go look at that later. Yeah. <laughs> the, I just, it it's just, like the deep slender pounder. Oh. <laughs> the names are brilliant. Yeah, no, just to actually, because so much of the background work in this, you don't really get to appreciate it. And they're, they're just fucking funny. Oh yeah, no, some of those dildos are hilarious. Maeve's one that looks like the sword and her armour. Yeah. And that I really wish that when we were watching that and uh, Kimiko pulls out the, the Maeve dildo, I really wish just for a moment she could have spoken so she could have gone for a crocodile dundee. That's not a knife. <laughs> this is a knife. <laughs> this is a knife, dildo. <laughs> Mind you, beating somebody to death kind of loses its charm. Well, like with a giant dildo, loses its charm. If you've played Saints Row. Yeah, if you've played a lot of Saints Row, it wasn't anything new to you. That's, no, it, that's was, for sure. it was still funny. Because I think you could in Dead Rising too. Don't think there was dildos in Dead Rising? No, there definitely was in Saints Row. Because yes. like, yeah, there definitely hilarious. was. But yeah, no, that the, the battle of the dildos is fucking brilliant. I liked that they all had convenient handholds too. Oh yeah. And, and like not Ergonomic so, dildos, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, no, that was hilarious to watch. That was fucking brilliant. I just like the fact that he had them in like a cabinet that was like custom made. Oh yeah, his his, <laughs> his special contraband cabinet. His special contraband <laughs> cabinet. 
as fun as that was, I think I nearly preferred what followed with Frenchie and Kimiko when they come back to the wherever they are in Russia and tell Billy the job is done and she kind of storms off and goes into another room and her and Frenchie have the chat about running away. Yeah, going to Marseille. Because it's just, oh, it's so nice to see because the whole way through the comics. You want them to get out. Yeah, and, and Frenchie is trying to keep Kimiko away from like the darkness and the anger that's inside her. Whereas in this, she's nearly the opposite and, and she's much more of a kind of, not outgoing, but compared to season one and even a good bit she's of season She's a lot two, more aware of her surroundings and stuff like but that in this. She's more of her own person and she doesn't she doesn't want to be used as a gun or as a weapon. No. And she's getting pulled back towards the violence that she doesn't want to be, as opposed to in the comics where Frenchie's trying to pull her away from the violence yeah, that she wants a, to be in. She's far more accepting of being an animal and being treated like an animal in the comic books. Yeah, and it's Frenchie's trying to be like, No, you're a person. Yeah. And in this now it's almost the reverse where she's like, No, we need to go and you need to like Stop doing this <laughs> yeah like she's like I want to go why are we still here you're not staying here for my sake anymore. yeah you're staying like, here for you um, no and he just said he's like fuck butcher but M.M. and Huey they need us yeah but after Which that is, we're gone yeah and oh, I was so happy to see it and she gives him a big hug and, and it's like, like you know that she's not gonna go anywhere something horrible's gonna happen unfortunately like the yes the laws of TV world oh yeah 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 it's like when the virgin has sex she's gonna <laughs> die yeah, Kimiko and Frenchie making plans to leave the boys means almost inevitably they're not going to be able to leave the boys yeah. because something terrible will happen. Yes. And yeah, that, that terrible thing does happen after they get to the Russian base and they have a, a... What is it he talking about? Baja Fresh outside? That reference went right straight over my head and I didn't bother looking it up before we recorded. I don't know, it's something about being easy to break into a Baja Fresh. It's some Russian military lab. And they're like, fuck it, it'll be easy. It's a Russian military lab. It's out in the middle of nowhere. It's a fucking black ops site. And considering what they're holding, there just doesn't seem to be a huge amount of security. Like, Butcher causes a yeah. blackout and nobody's overly panicked. They take out one guard and yeah. they get straight into where Soldier Boy's being held. I That's just, some shitty security. I don't know. Well, less security call, less attention to it. You don't want people knowing that there's a massive... True, I you suppose. You want it to be, but, just be masquerading as some, like... Facility. Now, more guards do show up. Yeah, but after an alarm is set off by an awesome little dude. Yeah, <laughs> but like in fairness, you don't really care. Anybody breaking in, eh, if they let the shit out, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what the they're problem. More that's what they're more worried about is the shit that they're being held in there getting out. I, I, I love when they're breaking in MM's movie references. <laughs> Red Dawn, motherfucker. Rocky <laughs> Four, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Fucking crack <laughs> Yeah, the Rocky Four just cracked me up. Yeah, no, but then when they get inside and they start looking around for the soup weapon and the first thing they find is a hamster and I'm ashamed to admit, when I saw the hamster, I didn't even immediately think Jamie. It wasn't until... I was like, what the fuck is that? Oh, it's a hamster! And then proceeded to slap the crap out of you because I thought you weren't paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) But that was just because it was an animal on screen and you like animals. And I was just like, oh yeah, no, an animal, they're probably doing testing. And I was testing. like, it's fucking Jamie! <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, hey, what's that say? And M.M. leans over and goes, it's Jamie. His and then I proceeded Jamie. to fucking lose it. Yeah, because Jamie in the comics isn't super powered, but he is a hamster that Huey finds and keeps through most of the run of the comics. Yeah. He finds him fairly early on and he's in it right until pretty yeah, much like the he, end. Yeah, like he takes him to live in the Flatiron building like and you see him well, in the Well, he lives in his flat for a good while. Yeah, and, and then... he's got a little cage and he goes and lives in the Flatiron and you can see like you'll see Kimiko and stuff playing with him in the background and like 
I think he's on one of the covers sitting on her hand like she's holding him and he's actually when he's like, all fat yeah yeah he leaves he leaves Jamie with the female when he goes back to Scotland and, she, and when he comes back like, he's fat he's yeah, a he's massive a little, round ball of a hamster <laughs> he's so fucking cute and she's but, just yeah there's a cover with her just holding him but and yeah, he's no, just a cute little thing that is how you do fan service right because um, it's it's bringing in a thing that people love from the comics, mm. but not in a big way like they did with Terror. No, Terror is far more of. Uh, oh, yeah, Terror is far more of a big thing in the comics. Yeah, like because he's always with Butcher, but, but Jamie's just that was a good way. They, that so was sweet. the way they gave us Terror in the show was done really well. It was like right, look, he's, he can't be around the main character all the fucking time, but he is. He's here. He's alive, he's yeah. well, and he's kept with Butcher's aunt. And this was a cool little way to get Jamie into it. Yeah. There's a little veed up hamster that's kind of like Jamie from the comics, but he's his fucking na- deadly. His name is Jamie. <laughs> he's the cutest little thing. I used to have a little hamster that, like, a couple of little hamsters that were that kind of. Jamie's, with the weird, mad, like, fluffy bits. Jamie is had, like, very cute skirt. up to a point. No, Jamie's fucking cute the whole way through. <laughs> I don't care what you're saying. The fact that he can fly. <laughs> he can fly. The way he appears behind your man he just comes hovering up behind him. Fuck that shit. You know the way they try to do like the evil kid in Brightburn. I want an evil hamster series. I want like some sort of like demonic hamsters, like the Demon Piggies game. Oh, and Zim. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. want demonic hamsters because that was one of the funniest things I've ever fucking seen. Was that hamster hovering behind him yeah. with the red glowing eyes? And when he turns around, it's like right in the eyeball, and it's like digging around in his brain. That was like uh, Spooky Fish from South Park. Yeah, yeah. It's basically it was, yeah with the Spooky Fish and yeah. all the the, the it's, it's on animals. A, yeah, because it's built on a pet on an Indian burial ground. <laughs> It's not an ideal burial ground, and you didn't do anything. Oh heck no! First, I dug up all the bodies, pissed on them, and then buried them upside down. <laughs> what the hell did you do that for? I don't know. <laughs> I was drunk at the time. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. <laughs> when he starts pinging around inside the box, though, it's like, damn. Yeah. Ah, oh, Jamie's the business. Oh, Jamie he's so is the awesome. business. But even with Jamie's help, the fight that ensues when all the guys come and, and attack them all doesn't yeah. go their way. But no. there's a small bit that I do like where Kimiko jumps on a guy and kills him and she has a look of like, not this shit again. And she knocks like, him out, knocks out the next guy. Yeah, it's like more killing. Does it have yeah. to be killing? She knocks him out instead, I spotted that. Yeah, I just thought that it was a nice little, just a nice little touch to have in there. Especially she's, yeah, after. She's, she doesn't have to go whole hog all the time. She can use restraint. Yeah. You know, because these are just guys doing their jobs. Like these are just regular Joes, regular Russian army Joes. But still, yeah, they don't. They don't all have to die. Yeah. But Butcher doesn't particularly mind, and he sees no. that things aren't going their way. Gives he Huey lo- a look. He looks around to Huey almost for like, should I do it? And Huey nods at him, and that's when he's like, right, I'm fucking having you. But Huey's nod isn't. Like, in the past, I think if something like that happened, he would have looked at Huey and Huey would have been like, okay, I don't want you to do it, but we have no other choice, so do it. This was confirmation Whereas, of you need to go and do this. Well, no, I thought this time the, the look Huey gives him was more like, yeah, go for it. I want to see you use your kick-ass powers. Yeah. As opposed to it's a last resort. It's like Huey's just like, yeah, I want to see you, you do it. And do it, he does. He <laughs> walks out. So happy. Scares the shit out. Like, Kimiko's going for him. M.M.'s freaking out because he's literally walking out into a hail of bullets. He's lucky M.M. doesn't try and jump and push him out of the way, in fairness. And then it just laser eyes as everybody. Yeah, snaps a neck or two as well. Yeah, (laughs) but it's just like, hello, zoing, hello, zoing. Yeah, misses one guy because he appears behind M.M. And just as he's about to shoot, 
Huey. Huey. Disappears and then reappears behind your man and puts a fist through him. Which is how he kills Blarney Cock, which is how he gets Jamie. Yeah, yeah in, in the comics, he, Huey's first kill after he's been dosed with V. Yeah, he punches a hole through Blarney Cock and yeah. then when Blarney Cock's lying on the ground, Jamie crawls out of his butt. Yeah. <laughs> That's how Huey gets Jamie. Yeah, he gives him a little bath and takes him home. But uh, I like the fact that he just poofs out of his clothes. Yeah, he poofs out of his And again, <laughs> totally tracks because Translucent couldn't be... Yeah, they all have to take their clothes off. To, to do whatever yeah. their power is. So we're, totally leaving, we're leaving Teddy still out of that because he's three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. And then he's just elated. It's kind of two seconds of, oh my God. And then, oh my God, I punched through this guy. And like, I teleported Holy shit. and look at how cool like, I am. Sh- Sharon! And he like, Sharon, come look at this. And then MM's just like, your dick is out. Yeah, like he looks to MM. As you if know he's sporting at least a chub. <laughs> but I, I'm pretty sure yeah, when MM says that, he means it literally, but he also means your dick is out. Like, dude, you you took V just so that yeah. you could feel powerful like, yeah. and show and, you know, throw your big dick around. And he does, yeah, he looks so disappointed. And he says to him, he's like, you know, you're better than this. Well, that's the, the whole thing when, like, Butcher comes clean about it. And they're not even, like, disappointed. They're just Nobody, like, oh. yeah. Nobody's surprised but at Butcher. They're like, you gave it to Huey. What's wrong with you? Well, Kimiko's upset that they took it willingly. Yeah. And rightly so, because she had a voice on her. and She was, hates her powers. Whether how much of that she has kind of come clean to Frenchie about. But yeah. he, he sees her struggle. But yeah, but, yeah, MM like, and Frenchie are like, I'm not surprised. It's hypocritical. Yeah. You know, they're like, you know, they, this is the thing you hate and you hate the fact that they have all this power. And the, it's not so much that they have the power, but the shit that the V gives them this immunity. Yeah. And you're going to take willingly take this stuff. And I like how when Butcher's like, oh, Huey must have stolen it. And the Joe, where he goes, oh, he MM, must have stolen it. The Jerry Little Beggar. And then kind of gives him a look. like Gives him a look. And MM says, you're better than this kid. And Huey's response is a scoff. Yeah. It's very and, like. but Very homelander Yeah. It's very a homelander response of a scoff. And then a kind of like, well, you know. You can't like, tell me what to do. Yeah. It's not even worded properly. It's Jeez, just like, yeah, Mom. you know. Well, like what? And yeah, I was like, oh, that's a very Homelander response, Huey. Like, and yeah, I'm not not overly happy with Huey this episode and by extension this season. Huey this season's been a bit of a dickhead. He's gone, he kind of was like on his way to Patrick Bateman. <laughs> well, the the Patrick Bateman-ness of the, the start of the season aside, it was like he spent the first two seasons being just a good guy and struggling with all the madness around him. And now he's... Well, he spent most of season one just floundering around. He spent season two being a bit of an asshole to Starlight about things and holding grudges. Yeah, we weren't too fond of him in season two either, were we? No, he was a bit of a gobshite in season two. Season three started with him being like, I'm king of the world! And now he's hacking up all them pills again. Yeah, but they don't dwell on it too long because Butcher decides that he's going to rip open that big container that's in the middle of the room. Yeah, let's just rip the door off the thing. That's a good idea. Oh, yeah. You know. Um, Why not get the guy who can read Russian to come and read the instructions? There's always instructions. Maybe we know what's inside. Because there's always... The instructions tend to be the safety things and we know everything. No, maybe not in Russia. And that's clearly some kind of like tank or holding chamber or something. like. Probably not going to have a gun or a weapon in there. But I suppose it's the only thing inside the room that they haven't really looked at yet, so... The other thing in the room had a veed-up hamster in it. How is this going to go any better? Well, it doesn't. 
Because this has a has a veed up human inside it. And yeah. it's Soldier Boy. Who like just basically is like, oh the door's off, let me remove myself from these restraints. I'm guessing all the, the kind of like the gas that leaks out is probably some sort of anesthetic. I think it's probably frozen. Yeah, or cryogenically frozen. But he yeah. wakes up yeah. and uh, steps out. And then sucks all the moisture in the room into himself. Does something with the moisture and the liquid in the room. Yeah. And uh, then proceeds to uh, burn in truth. <laughs> yeah. He basically... There's a, there's a bit of an Akib thing, yeah. but instead of an explosion, he sends out this power blast that is aimed at Frenchie, but Kimiko jumps in the way yeah. and gets hit by it and it sends her through a bunch of walls and then seems to... Negate all of her powers. It's yeah. like a soup EMP. It's red kryptonite. It's fitting because it's red. Red V. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but... Kami yeah. V! So he's got this power blast that... Oh my god, it is Kami V. It negates all the V powers. Yeah, well, it certainly seems to with Kimiko because yeah, well, she's, she's not, not healing. healing. Yeah, she's bleeding out. Shit's bad. Shit's real bad. And we saw how fast she fucking healed. She got shot in the head about 15 minutes prior by one of those call girls. She pops right back up again. Like, Wolverine's got a longer recovery time than she does. <laughs> yeah, but not this time because no. she is not getting up. She's not healing. And Soulja Boy just walks out. Yeah. Just see ya. Yeah. <laughs> Which then I suppose it, is probably a good thing because otherwise the rest of them would be fucked. But it's so funny because it's like he like wakes up, stretches, has a blast and then leaves. Yeah, it's not even like he he's doesn't even leave blast. change on the counter. It's not even like he blasts at them on purpose. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, not clear. It's whether like he when does. he stretches. Uh, Frenchie does kind of have the gun half pointed at him, which probably not the best idea, Frenchie. But it's like he's not even aware of it. Though. Yeah, it does seem to be almost like an automatic response. But yeah, damn, really Far curious. Far more destructive than a sneeze. <laughs> yes, really curious to see how how that all works out powers yeah. wise. It was a little bit disappointing because we saw in the trailer that that was Gotta how happen. Soldier Boy comes out. And we were saying before we, we started recording that it would have been nice if maybe they hadn't had that in the trailer and we didn't know Soldier Boy was alive. We could have still known Soldier Boy with Jensen Ackles because we would have gotten the flashback and the TV spots. Yeah, up until this point though, stuff. you could assume he's dead and he was taken. Yeah, because all the characters think he's dead. So knowing, yeah, he's... Or at least captured. Yeah, they know he was captured, so you would assume that maybe that's... They took him back to, like, dissect him or whatever. But, like, it, they're supposed to be chasing the soup weapon. The weapon that killed Soldier Boy. Because yeah. that's what Crimson Counter says happened in Nicaragua. They killed Soldier Boy and took his body. Yeah. So, Butcher says, oh, if you believe the story at the start when they're talking about the nuclear reactor. But up to this point, all of the boys are supposed to be on the hunt for the soup weapon and not on the hunt for Soldier Boy. Yeah. So... I, yeah, I feel like it would have been, been nice more effective if they hadn't kept the, that in the trailer. Yeah, if they'd kept all the modern day Soldier Boy stuff out of the trailer. Yeah, and it would have been the, like when that fog all cleared, and you've been like, "What the fuck is that?" And when he steps up then and takes the mask off, yeah, he's all hairy. But I've been like, oh, "Holy shit, it's Soldier Boy!" Like, yeah, and I mean, I know they obviously they wanted to to push. They've the made fact it very that, clear that's an experimentation facility, so it could have been like shit. Are they trying to make a, their own homelander? Is that what the weapon is? Yeah. Oh no. From from like a marketing perspective, they could have because like with season two, they didn't. They gave very little away about Stormfront. Yeah. Very little, but they gave a lot away about Soldier Boy. I understand they wanted to pimp Jensen. No, like but they did the show, give, They did give up they, a lot away. Like, they could have been about, like oh. Season three is going to focus a lot on on payback and Vought's history in the seventies and eighties, and they could have said, and that's where we'll see Jensen Ackles and kept the modern day Soldier Boy stuff as a surprise. 
I just think it would have been cool if, if yeah. they had been shocked as shocked as the characters were. Yeah. Now, like I said, by at this point in the episode, I was pretty much all gasped out. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I could have taken any more gasping. But similarly, we we didn't gasp too much about Kimiko taking the hit because we kind of knew something like that happened. We could piece together something bad happened she to Kimiko bad, from the trailer. Yeah. So that yeah that or that like gasp was taken away the, from us. The season four announcement yesterday with the nine panels, I was like, oh well, Vic's gonna make it through this season. Well, that's not necessarily the case because they even if like if well it, compared to last season where Aya Cash was like, oh, I'm not gonna be in this season at all. But she was, and then she was for three episodes. <laughs> yeah, and if they, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they had somebody like if Vic dies this season and they had her in the season four promo picture that just came out. That wouldn't overly surprise me because they wouldn't necessarily want to yeah. give give her death away by omission in early promo material. Yeah, but I I think they might play her as ending up being Vic the Veep. I really don't know what way they're gonna go with her. No, but that's it's very hard to tell, especially we given her revelation this episode. Yeah, because that's pretty much all the boys' side, I think, for the minute. And, yeah, well, uh, the only thing of note, kind of, Kimiko, we leave with them bleeding out, Soldier Boy's in the wind. Yeah, Huey's out of it in the van. Huey is just, just in looking his at the, the V in his veins. Happy out, out the window, pure Doesn't euphoria. give a shit about what's happening with Kimiko. Look, actually, I, that shot of him hanging out the window of the van is very similar to that shot in The Dark Knight where the Joker's yeah. inside of the police van. Yeah. Car. Yeah, I definitely thought that. With just the head back, just embracing everything. So I think we might embracing get... everything except for Kimiko's life-threatening situation. Yeah, he's completely oblivious to that. But yeah, so poor El Kimiko is on presumably en route to a hospital. That was nasty. She had well, they're in Russia, mm. and she's a soup. Like they don't know what's gonna fucking happen. So presumably they'll take her back to try and doctor her. MM has field medic training. Well, if if her healing power is gone, she's effectively can be treated as a normal human. Yeah, but then so they're they gonna have to explain why she's still not take her to a hospital. And shit. True, true, <laughs> true. They do. But yeah, no, and the, the, the seventh side, we get to see Cameron Coleman again at the start of the oh, episode. Oh, Cameron Coleman is brilliant in this episode. Sucking up to Homelander? Yeah, well, it's not the only sucking he's going to be doing. <laughs> no, no, it's not. But he tells him he, his speech was courageous. Courageous? Oh, and, uh, he's so slimy and horrible. He is like the, the fucking fox. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pundit yeah. newsman. He's like 100% a creation of the network. Oh god, yeah, he, he is. doesn't have a single original thought. He's just like those AIs that are like fed mass quantities of material and then just just splurge it back out. What was that Google one or the Microsoft one that had to be shut down after seventy two hours because it started like spouting fucking white supremacist hate oh, speech? Yeah, I know, I know. But actually, in fairness, what what Homelander spews isn't much better because no. it's basically just Trump talk of of deep state and and like oh these people oh, you this, wouldn't know their names but they're high high up and they control the everything. Illuminati, the Court of Owls, call it what you will. <laughs> yeah. There's always a secret society. But yeah, no, he he gives it There's all this a, and he says, oh, they're even in Vought. And that uh, the line about them even being in Vought obviously has put a little bit of a an, an either worry or has irked Stan because we see he goes to Vic's house. Yeah, he and just, she's surprised. Yeah, because he's just rocked in. You'd assume that he doesn't want to have any sort of 
contact well witnessable contact between certainly not outside her house anyway not yeah outside of a legal capacity you know yeah it's fine in the offices of VOT or the FBSA but house visits yeah I'm sure they're done with great skill and planning yeah and when we saw him in her house he was just there yeah this time he's actually at the front door (laughs) and she's like what are you doing here why are you here can I jump by and announce and she's like nothing you do is like unplanned basically what <laughs> yeah. you do is without like strategy and he tells her oh no we should probably have the FBSA put a little bit of a smackdown on Homelander because he's Just being a, a bit of a naughty boy yeah oh he used some bad words that's what we could get him for and she's like it's basically federal policy not to go up against Homelander because you know death yeah we can go after nearly um, anybody else but Homelander's basically untouchable and that's the way it is in the comics as well yeah, they'll go can. after almost anybody but not Homelander yeah well it was he spent the first 18 years of his life with a plutonium warhead strapped to him so you, you, you don't want to go after him just with laws and fines yeah <laughs> but that's what Stan wants her to do yeah, just and she's just, a little bit worried and just, probably rightly so yeah Stan says oh it's just like disciplining a child and she's like well it's not like disciplining my child because my child can't rip my spine out of me no she will be able to now hopefully <laughs> well yeah as we see later but on that, I think that's the thing for Newman is that she realises that Stan won't protect her or protect her daughter that he views as a granddaughter yeah because he says you know oh I'll, I'll protect you and she's like I'm a daughter and he's like oh of course even more so but it's, it's I think it's the fact that she, well, it doesn't even it's not even that it's, I think it's disingenuous it doesn't sound too disingenuous I think it's the fact that Vic has to say it to him like yeah. oh you'll protect me and my daughter she had the fact that she has to even ask it well like in fairness we know Teddy Stilwell's just been dumped in a facility upstate so yeah but I think this is that that's probably the point where she realises that no as much as I see him as a father figure and as much He's as he likes not... to, to view me as somewhat of a child ultimately I'm just something that's useful to him yeah but we don't find out that she's had that realisation just yet because we get to see the lovely little scene between Huey, Annie and Homelander. Oh, well, when they're sitting, well, she's... She's showing him about the home life thing. Yeah, because obviously that's not something you want him finding out, you know, through the news or whatever or through watching it. So she's running it past him and does say, look, you said whatever it takes and this is whatever it takes. And fair folks to him, he doesn't... I thought he was going to just throw a giant hissy fit. No, and he does. He does even try and say that. Oh shit! Like, oh fuck! That's that's too that's too far. Like, yeah, I, I, I should just... be the one to save you for a change. Yeah, and she's like, well, no, look, it needs to be done. Just, just tell me it'll work. And it's like, and what'll work? And what she's like, work? what the fuck? <laughs> How did you get in here? Yeah, yeah I have a key. It's fine. It's not as good as sup shit birds, but it's got very much the same energy. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not definitely not as funny as sup shit birds. But yeah, he he's in. He's like, oh yeah, no, I have a key. Uh, I have all the keys, and you know, and I watch you sleep. <laughs> you're a very light sleeper, which is the coolest thing you can ever say to anybody. Uh, and he's like, no, oh, I'm joking. I'm just messing with you guys. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, he's in that kind of. He's in that weird mood where it's like he could just, just be dicking with you, or he could just put me through a wall. Like it's hard yeah, to tell. Yeah, I, I, I think he's definitely come there just to fuck with them with words. Oh, at yeah. that point, and and starts going on about how oh Huey, don't worry, it's just for the cameras. Although that's how me and Maeve started out. And do you know she can bend a steel pipe without using her hands? It's like, dude, gross. It's really weird because he's so kind of calculated. But then when he goes to insult people or when he's 
doing shit like this, like fucking with people. It's like like fucking idiot fourteen year old boy. <laughs> it is, especially when he's talking about like Ashley later on and, and Stan even later again. Yeah, it it, he, it it kind of goes between this adult sophistication and then these really childish comments comments yeah, and he behavior can, it's like he can he can plan he can be sneaky and he can be conniving but he just doesn't have wordplay no, <laughs> anytime is. he tries to like get into arguments with people who are like intellectually like anytime Edgar there, puts the slap particularly down Edgar on him. like anytime he thinks oh I've got this real smart thing to say to Edgar Edgar, Edgar always Edgar can turn it around down in this episode is just so beautiful. But yeah, when he's talking to Huey and he's being like, oh, and, and is, is Annie a good fuck? And that, we, as we he's, mentioned already. The people that are visibly afraid of him or he knows he can at least intimidate. Yeah. He's very crass and very immature in front of. And the ones that he knows are smarter than him, that's when you get the really childish kind of, well, like I know you are, but what am I? Kind of reactions. Where he all he can do is kind of scoff and mimic because he's not like quick uh, enough. To yeah, he's not up. quick enough to respond. Yeah. Whereas the ones that he, the people that he knows, he can intimidate. That's when he's saying things that would are stupid and childish. Yeah, because he knows. Well, yeah, he knows that they won't have a comeback out of fear. It's it's very you know teenage boy picking on his brother's mates. It's, it's yeah, and you you of... really see it with with Ashley later on when he he gives his stupid line to her. No, but when she then uses that line later, it's way better because <laughs> she is. delivers it. But but first we get to see her throw her way around a little with A Train when A Train's trying to bring up what's his name Blue Hawk in Who, Trenton. Ashley? Yeah, we can see Ashley be like, no, yeah. and she laughs at him, and then when she realizes he he's serious, she's like, oh no, I, I'm all about Black Lives Matter, and look at my Instagram, oh. and this, that, and the other. But basically just brushes them off. No, but back to the Homelander Starlight thing. Mm. Huey interaction. That's when you see Huey going to stand stand up to him, yeah. And and the humiliation of having Starlight come to his rescue again. And he brings that up when they're in Russia when he's throwing the hissy fit about not about wanting to take the V. Oh yeah. And it is it was like. it's all his pride. Oh it is, yeah. And he's like it's like oh it was like. He keeps having oh, to was... be swooped in and rescued. He's sterile. But, I keep telling you because he's sterile. Oh I know, yeah. Episode. But it's 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 ridiculous because he's he's comparing the most powerful man in the world, more or less threatening him. Well, certainly intimidating him and him not being able to do anything about it to childhood bullies and him not being able to stand up there because he was scared and the only thing that he has in common is he was scared he should not try as a normal human being to stand up to Homelander in that instance don't be fucking stupid if you don't want to hide behind your girlfriend it's not even about that stop antagonising him to his face Well, yeah, that that definitely didn't help about him trying to stand up to to Homelander there and then. That was very fun. I did like the fact that Homelander was like, ooh, ooh, we're going to go dance, are we? He forced Annie to step in on his behalf there. With her, and I do like her thread, which is, I will leave and I will take my approval points with me because we know what you like. We know your weak spot. That's public adoration. Yeah, she knows she can't hold the flight thing over him anymore. But she can still hold, like you said... He, he'd prefer to be loved, but yes. he'll take fear. So she knows he'll still prefer to be loved. So she'll use what little leverage she can yeah. when it really, really matters. But yeah, Huey needs to, to, to not just, Huey needs to just not. Yeah. <laughs> he really does. 
No, and you've got A-Trade then who's actually trying to step up and do the right thing and bring up this Blue Hawk thing about him over-policing black neighbourhoods yeah. whilst filming one of the worst ads of recent memory. <laughs> Obviously, I, I go at the... Uh, the Kendall Jenner Pepsi ads. Yeah. But it's just so funny the way all the protest signs. It's have, like nondescript protest. Nondescript protest signs just say peace and stand together. And One of them I think love. says enough is enough. Yeah, that none of them actually are any one specific thing. But, the but whole they're not not offensive ads. either. Oh. What's going on? Oh, there's a protest down the street. You've obviously never been in a protest, no matter how peaceful it is. It's going to be noisy as fuck, and everybody's going to know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's just so fucking funny that all it's the protesters so are just so... You could just tell that, like, Vought took every care to make sure that that ad couldn't possibly offend anybody. Except it offends everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah, that's that's your reactionary activism going on right there. Yeah, but I I like how Ashley does at the end of the conversation with A Train when he's like, when Ashley, and she's like, later A Train, yeah. and that's the end of it. She's like, no, no, I'm still in charge. Yeah, she's starting to get her her big pants on. She is, she is, and we really see that it's not just the big pants that she gets on, but she gets a strap on on occasionally. No. That, fuck that is hilarious. <laughs> No, but also when she gets the message when they're having the meeting of the seven, which I think is the f- first time that we see all all chairs occupied from it the is. first episode, <laughs> the very very first episode, we get some wires back. Yeah, we get to see him drawing a little beaver. Beaver was it? Man, a I don't Bunny? know. We know drawing he some had, sort we of know cute he animal. Severe brain damage. So I'm just delighted that Moira's back. Yes, Deep's back being Kevin, being a dickhead. Yeah, some Maeve there. Oh, we we saw we see Maeve a little bit before the seven meeting yeah. actually when Annie Maeve, comes to see Maeve's her. Maeve's been training and is sober and has been sober for four hellish months. Yeah, no, I like that. Maeve's been sober she, and training and hiding it. She also tells Starlight that she's the one that's been giving Butcher all the info. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, no, fuck off. I'm already doing this. You, because she's like, oh, you have another favor to ask me. Well, you don't know that I've been doing all this shit in the background and people know what they want to know about me. Yeah. And you don't need to know what I'm doing. And basically she's like, even if I can take him down for just a minute, this is all on me because I was with him. Yeah. No, she wants to, she wants to make good or at least try to on all the shit that she's done wrong. She wants to be able to take home and down. I don't think she wants anybody else to have to go down fighting with her. No, but she knows as well like that for all the shit that she's done over the years or all the shit she's not stopped him do over the years. Mm. She says herself, she goes, I have it coming. Oh, yeah. Because she's not going to come out of it unscathed herself. There's no way she's going to come out of it with her reputation, especially if the Flight 37 video gets out. Yeah, she's even as though, as he is. Yeah, even though she tries to help, at the end of the day, she still left him. Yeah. So she's like, you know, this is my fault. I was with him. Yeah, no, she doesn't... Uh, she knows that she's fucked either way. Yeah. Like, no matter what way, either Homelander wins and she's fucked. Yeah, because he's going to kill Or they, they win and she's probably fucked. So she may as well go down fighting and there's no point in Annie dying as well, and I think it is looks what like Maeve is thinking. Is left for good. Oh, so. I think Elena's long is, is out of the picture. So she's, yeah, she's what she got left. Yeah, so she's got nothing left so she may as well go down fighting and try and take Homelander yeah. out. And Annie tries to convince her, no, look, we can we can get a couple of other people on side. We might have a, a much better shot. 
So she goes off to find Alex, and poor Alex cops to, cops on straight away the to what's going on. The second you hear that song start, you're like, oh, no. yeah. And the second he hears the song, he's like, oh shit, you're gonna tell me something really horrible again, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, she yeah. is because she's like, hey. I do like the way he fucks with her though. Oh, and yeah, no, that's issue because she's like, hey, we gotta go and uh, fight Homelander. W- will you fight with me? And he's like, whoa, shit, but. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, sure. well, I will, because I've always loved you, Annie January. He's <laughs> gone, sorry, what now? <laughs> no, back it up, back it up, back it up. And he's like, no, do you think my grandma would let me marry the whitest girl of white? In all of white, yeah, that was a nice little lie. Yeah. But again, we see that Supersonic is just a damn good guy. He's a real good guy. And he's willing to, to fight and die for his friend. Yeah. And unfortunately, he has to. Yeah. Uh, but we don't get to that for a while. No. Then, uh, then after Annie's two little visits is when we get our seven meeting and Homelander's being the a The taco again. balls! Yeah. You fucking asshole. Yeah, and deep sucking up being like, oh, they're muy delicioso. Yeah, that's because he ate a fucking octopus in the last... He ate Timothy in the last uh, episode. Yeah, true, yeah. He's just glad that this meal isn't aimed at punishing him. or hurting him. Yeah. <laughs> He's just glad to be back. He's back doing... He's back being his little bootlicky self. Yeah, and Homelander's in with the usual cheap shots. I thought it was weird that Cassandra was there. Uh, yeah, she, right, she she's just... She's not really a handler. How is she getting into all of these areas? Because she's obviously Deep's manager as well. Yeah. So she will have it Yeah, in well, his... she seems to be his agent or something. But yeah, even so she'll have it that... in, her, in, in his new contract for the Seven that she has to be with him at all times. Yeah, well, obviously. Because as we see during the meeting... It's... She's texting him <laughs> She's shit. texting him shit. Either she's texting him or she's coached him on, like, contingencies, which she seems to be... Oh, yeah, because she's mouthing what, what she's just I, I still am like, yeah, she got Timothy. Oh yeah, she she definitely didn't care that Timothy went if she wasn't the reason for Timothy going. No, I'm pretty sure she orchestrated it. But yeah, it's a pretty short meeting that Homelander plans anyway. Yeah. He's like, hey, everybody's here. Welcome, Supersonic. Have some tacos. Yeah, we're gonna belittle your culture a little bit. Yeah, and then everybody leave because I need the room. Uh, A-Train. But A-Train's like, oh, actually. The the whole Blue Falcon thing, again. Fair Foxton. Yeah, and Annie supports and he's him. genuine in it. She's like, "Shit, that's not good." And he's like, "Thank you, Annie." And it is a bit genuine because he knows, like, at the end of the day, they have their differences, but you know, this is something that's actually quite serious. Because he says that as well. When he's talking to Ashley. He's like, "Vaught needs to take responsibility, accountability for this." Yeah, it's a Vaught hero out there harassing yeah. black people yeah. and killing them. But yeah, that's when when Deep and Cassandra that's, step in. Yeah, that, hey, and, that covers. You say share a lot of the same fan base, like. Not surprisingly. <laughs> and yeah, you don't really want to appear to be soft on crime right now, do you? And it's such a coached answer. I just love how surprised Homelander looks. He's like, you're right, Deep. There's why your are you, answer. Why are you right, Deep? <laughs> but yeah, runs with it, uses it as an excuse to shut down A-Train and then it's like, right, off you go. And there's a nice little bit where when Maeve's leaving, she kind of pat A-Train on yeah, the shoulder like, as well, if to least, say, yeah, at least you tried. Like, yeah. and you know, keep at it. Ashley breaks the news then to him after everybody's left about yeah. Vic Newman's conference and we get the terrible line. freaking out. She's just like, fuck. But it's not like the panicked, like when she gets the news about V breaking and she's yeah. like trying to get or out of the room. Suicide. Or storm from committing suicide. It's a lot more, oh, fuck. I've got to tell him this. Yeah, and she goes to tell him and he comes out with the worst insult I think I've ever heard in my life. Is your brain being fucked by stupid? Is your brain being fucked by stupid? It's just bad. Yeah, I'm like, it's not even a clever insult. And it's not like a a ridiculous insult like 
the way English people can turn anything into an insult by putting the word absolute in front of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you can call you can call somebody an absolute spanner, an absolute monkey, anything, anything. Just as pick long as any it's got word. absolute in front of it, it's an insult. <laughs> this is just weird and bad. I and I assume it was and intentionally it's not in, written that way. It's one of those way. insults where you stop and you kind of go, "What?" Yeah, I'm confused. I, I assume it was insulted. intentionally written yeah. that way, but yeah, I was like, "How? How is that's like? It doesn't even make sense." No, that would be a good insult if that was somebody who like said something really fucking stupid. But like, it's it's within the context of what she says. It's like, yeah, because he's like, "Aren't you supposed to know these things?" I, it's just, do it's just job. a really stupid, stupid yeah. insult. And and his idiot brain is being fucked by stupid for coming up with it. Yes. As far as I'm concerned. But yeah, it tells her to fuck off and find out what's going on. So off she fucks. Yeah, and off she fucks. Yeah. <laughs> and outside in the hallway, we see a little bit of a... That a is the funniest fight. I'm sorry. I, I love it. It's it's like we, ha- we haven't seen many soup on soup fights. Um, we've seen a bit A-Train versus Starlight. Yeah. And obviously the season closer of last season yeah. with the girls beating the shit out of the Stormfront. But I love so how the two, the first time you see the two lads go at each other. And these are two members of the seven, you know, the best of the best. And it's two punches, one punch to the gills. And then the that is, run. that is a fucking hard punch though. Oh yeah, yeah. He like sucker that, punches them. Like that's a kidney shot at the best of times. He sucker punches them in yeah. the gills and the deep charges them into the wall. But it's just so funny because they like, are like kids outside when they start he's like oh you're such a suck up like yeah oh when they start he's like well fine well I'm gonna tell him tell home it's like I'm gonna go run and tell mom that you did this well, yeah it just fine, keeps I'll escalating tell them that you did this and it is it's so yeah it's just so childish because it is it's like oh well you did this thing screw you oh but you did this thing screw you and but it who just, told A-Train yeah who told A-Train about the footage deep get yeah because I don't Maeve probably wouldn't so that, have told no de, well Maeve definitely wouldn't have told A-Train no because, she, hates, she doesn't like A-Train but Stan knows about it and it's it's common knowledge amongst the seven about the Flight 37 video's existence anyway yeah again kind of like Huey knowing about the V I'm not going to get too hung up on it but I did when we watched it I did think how does A-Train know that? Yeah because it makes the sense deep knows because he was Al- there Alistair when, and yeah. Dana told him exactly but yeah, how how A Train knows, I'm not a hundred percent sure. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too hung up on it. Yeah. It, but I definitely did go. Nah, that's curious. Ah. But when Homelander shows up, helps the deep up, and tells A Train, "Yep, no, nah, stay there on the ground and rest your useless fucking legs." And we see Alex being a good guy again when he holds A Train back and is like, "Don't do it. It's yeah, not worth Alex it." Yeah, but then Alex is makes a really really. Stupid fucking movie. Yeah, because they're in the elevator and Adrian Alex is very is, upset. Alex and it's is just, very much the golden retriever of superheroes and he's very he interesting. He is. He is. And it's the saddest I've ever felt for Adrian was when he's in the elevator and he's really yeah. upset. And I was like, oh, poor, poor Adrian. I actually feel kind of bad for you. And then Alex is like, well, what if? And I was like, no, don't tell him, Alex. Don't tell him. And I thought, because A-Train's response is, oh, well, what do you mean or what do you have in mind? And I thought, oh, okay. Yeah, because it's you... not even Homelander that A-Train's pissed at. He's pissed at the deep. He's pissed that he has to take the shit off the deep. Yeah, and that's it. He... He's not really got any sort of beef with Homelander. And in that whole conversation, he's got no kind of beef with Homelander. Well, no, because he he's says, very much fuck the... home. he's about to say fuck Homelander in the elevator. And he's like, oh, what if he hears you? But he's very much looking out for number one and will take the winning side. And if 
shit looks like it's going to go down he's going to jump ship he's got no loyalty to anybody but himself but himself because when his paycheck when we see them next is when Maeve Starlight oh. Supersonic and A-Train are all sitting down to watch the hearing and I was like oh no, shit no it's not a hearing it's the press conference or the press conference sorry and Homelander walks in and, and this... I thought oh shit maybe A-Train is, is actually on side yeah so the press conference ends up going completely sideways Edgar's there looking nice and smug expecting you know Homelander to be given a little slap on the wrist couple and of fines so actually it all starts off well with Homelander is a whistleblower. <laughs> yeah, and you're and like, what? That was the initial... <gasps> yeah, that was one of the first audible gasps. And then going on to say that has provided evidence against Stan Edgar. Cue gasp number two. <laughs> Another audible gasp. And that will be going ahead with numerous crimes and will be taking... Yeah, obstruction of justice, perjury, blackmail. when it turns to Edgar, who is just like, what the fuck? Yeah, looks actually looks shocked. That was like... <gasps> Yeah, and <laughs> you see back then in the tower, Maeve is like, what did you do? And Homelander tells them, well, I decided to get rid of Edgar because this is a superhero company. company and that was probably and gasp number three or four. Where, and then, <laughs> but if you and watch... like, anybody who's hiding behind him doesn't have that luxury now. And you can just see A-Train yeah. being like, ah, wank. Yeah, right? if you watch A-Train, I think that's the point. You know the second he got away from them, he went running to Homelander. That's the point where he decides, if he hadn't already, that's the point where he decides, no, actually, I'm going to rat these guys out. Yeah. He might have gone with them if he thought, oh, hang on, a couple of us and the company against yeah. a mad Homelander. Once they had the backing but, of the company. But yeah, Homelander is now basically in charge of Vought and it's just a few of us. I reckon he's not. I think there's a canary. What? It's not going to go directly to Homelander. There's going to be some clever marketing and it's all going to be owned by some little old cat in Fairbanks. <laughs> Probably. Probably. It's if all traced back to this sense. canary. <laughs> We... So much for Edgar's glorious five-year plan. Yeah, that's pretty much out the window. Yeah. But... His whole life's imploding. And Homelander comes to gloat in it. Well, no, but before that, it seems like Ashley's very quick to jump on it. Because we see when we see her in the meeting with Cameron Coleman, she's oh, she... telling him, I approve all the talking points now. Yeah, well, she also tells him that the script is shit. And he really, he's like, well, I, but, I wrote it. But I think she's going to try and capitalize on the power vacuum of... Oh yeah, she's still well's oh, gone, God, and Edgar's yeah. gone now as well. Delivering the fuck out of herself. Yeah, and you spotted something that was very interesting: is that in that scene she's drinking McAllen, McAllen, which was the whiskey that Stillwell offered the senator way back in season one, yeah. episode two. So and her it's taste just, has improved. Well, I think it's a nice little way to show this isn't the the Ashley of season one and two. Who's well, she's still terrified of Homelander, but she's got her own power plays now. I think. Yeah. And that's that where we're going to start to see her a her bit more powerful and a bit more like Stillwell, a bit more like Edgar. Never quite as successful, I don't think. She'll still be somewhat under Homelander's thumb. Yeah. But the tildos. <laughs> yeah, her interaction with Cameron Coleman is very funny. I like the way he played it when he was like, how will you pun- punish me? <laughs> yeah. He's not sure which way it's going to go. And no. then he's very happy which way it goes. Yeah. Yes, my brain is being fucked by a stupid man. Because... <laughs> I think he's probably going to picture it that, that it's Homelander doing him. Oh, yeah. He likes that. Oh, yeah. He's he definitely into Homelander. He loves Homelander so much. And it's, again, it's all the hypocrisy because they'll give away the gays and stuff like that. Oh, I'm sure Cameron Coleman constantly rants about the gays whenever yeah. he gets a chance. Right Goblin uh, cock. But, yeah, no, it, it, he's just the look on his face. It's brilliant. Before he says, yes, I my idiot brain is getting fucked. I just like the way he says punish. 
<laughs> the whole delivery I'm so glad that whole him. interaction is hilarious from start to finish yeah I, I hope we get more of him off camera if that makes sense yeah like he's fun behind the camera being Cameron Coleman on the VNN but that scene there with Ashley was fucking hilarious and I want more of that I want more of that yeah no I like I like the couple of office constants like Ashley Ashley who was just like the age who's now upgraded you had what's her face down in crimes to Annika in crime analytics there's been a couple of them that you like to see pop up again yeah no it is it's nice it's nice to have those people there because it is now nearly it's not just the boys versus Vought and the superheroes it's the boys versus Vought versus superheroes and and everybody's versus everybody else so yeah no because you get Seth and what's his face a lot too I really the two marketing lads Seth and Evan yeah yeah they're great I love them I always love them like there's there's a couple of characters out that are fun to keep popping up every now and again and he'd be one that I think would be quite fun to have yeah I want definitely want more Cameron Cole like whenever they're spinning a narrative but yeah now after that we get to see Homelander and Victoria have an old chat together yeah Um, interesting little chat he's whatever so he's discovered she's a soup yeah, how and why that happened, I don't know. Why was he rifling through her bathroom drawers and then makes a really lewd another, period joke? Yeah, another that, bad again, joke. really, really childish. Yeah, really childish, really bad, really stupid joke. Yeah, just, ew, no, gross, stop it. Ugh. Yeah. He gives her V. Yeah, he gives her V, which I'm not surprised by. So I'm, I'm going to guess what happened was... He found he, out she was a soup. Well, I, I reckon he found that because he gives her the file that he found in Ed, Stan Edgar's desk. So that's, I think, how he found out she was a soup. Yeah, well, he and says he's that. he's decided to use that. So it was probably, you get rid of Stan or I'll out you, which is the end of her political or career or whatever. whatever. Yeah. And so she, there's definitely some form of blackmail going on. Yeah, and she probably said, okay, I'll, I'll take Stan down if you get me some fee for my daughter. Yeah. So well, maybe she didn't say it was for a daughter, but that's definitely what she yeah. wanted was well, V. Well, they know that he has, she has a daughter anyway, and she's injecting her daughter with V to help keep her safe. Because she knows times, they are changing. But it's 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 almost like Huey taking the V. And it's not going to help anything. No, it's only going to make matters worse. Like, giving her kid the V, well, it'll definitely make her stronger, but it's not going to protect her from Homelander. Anymore that Huey having the V will... It'll make Huey stronger and it might make him feel better, but he's not going to be able to take on Homelander. And this V that Vic has given to her daughter isn't going to keep her safe from Homelander either. Yeah, I don't know. I it, Oh, I understand. It's but the need comment, to keep the child safe. Like His comment about it, I'm glad you chose your own kind. Yeah. Ugh. Oh. Yeah. So he, he has taken some of Stormfront's rhetoric on board. Oh, definitely. Yeah, he's like, no, <laughs> I'm the only Superman. That's and the point. With with Stan out of the way, will we see more of what we were talking about in episode one when he goes to see Butcher? He wants that war of fire and brimstone. Yeah. Now that he's gotten Is he going to start manoeuvring? Yeah, is he going to try and have a, a, a super Is there going to be a call to arms? Yeah. But yeah, the way he get, drops that line about choosing the right, you're choosing your, your own, own kind, mm, definitely, definitely interesting. And you also get to see the difference between that then and his, where he has all the power in that interaction, and then his his next interaction with Stan, with Stan. Edgar, <laughs> who's waiting on him, <laughs> and it. it's like that. He's like, "Oh, I'm so important to you. Then why don't you leave?" It, there's just there's so the many great lines in the of it. All. Yeah, and that that is based on a scene. Straight out of the comics. Yeah. Where Homelander comes to James Stilwell in a very similar situation where Homelander has all the power 
and the company are are at a at a loss and basically comes there with the intention of killing Stillwell and it goes down in much the same way yeah, where I Edgar's just, like what what am I supposed to be impressed like like I'm you're a child and you're trying to impress daddy because I'm not what is there to be impressed about what is there to be proud of like, it's just ugh, and Edgar. the one that really puts the shits up him is and now there's going to be nobody to cover for you yeah that's the real he, that's the one where you can see Homelander going Ah, and that's the one he leaves on as well yeah and rightly so but yeah it's just it's such a good scene as well as being great fan service of the comics it just shows you yeah Stan Stan might be down but I don't think Stan's Stan's out. not out not by a long shot Stan has more than one finger in Congress oh and as as he says about Stan Vic, I reckon still has majority shareholder or has a good chunk of shares through shell corporations and oh, stuff probably. like that Stan's gonna come rocking in and just be sitting on the board anyway <clears throat> well he said he he's says taking about, a leave of absence he says about Vic that he taught her to play all the sides yeah I mean you're not gonna teach somebody how to do it and not have plans yeah. yourself for how to play all yeah. the sides Stan may be but, down but he's not out just that that maybe scene. this is all in his plan too who knows he, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a contingency plan for for just such an occasion. Oh, you know he has contingency plans. Yeah, I'd say I'd say he has contingency plans out the wazoo. But yeah, the only other thing that we see before we get onto my most upsetting part of the episode was Vic giving her kid V the V. Don't I feel real sorry for that kid? Oh that yeah, painful. That looked and sounded particularly painful. All right, and crunchy. Why was it yeah. crunchy? Yeah, is that? Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like, is it her bones are changing or whatever, know. or did you like made up makeup? Yeah, it did. It sounded crunchy and squelchy and like skin crawly and not nice. At yeah, all. because you'd seen the the green V just seemed to be like immediate and no like crunchies. Yeah, whereas the the permanent V obviously is doing a lot more to your body, yeah. but it will be. I want to see kind of what happens. Will yeah. she be one of the lucky ones, or will she get? Yeah. Not that, not will she explode like an adult would, but will she just get really, she could get horrible shitty powers. Yeah, is it going to do anything or is it just going to be bad? Yeah, so again, interesting to see where that is. But then after that... But Vic also says this was done to me when I was a small child. I think that's just to comfort Zoe though. Yeah. And maybe convince herself that it's yeah. an okay thing to do. Yeah. But yeah, all that's left to discuss is the one thing that I don't want to discuss... Which is the dismembered corpse of Supersonic. Yeah, poor fucking Alex. Because Homelander and Starlight are at a movie premiere or something, some press thing. I know, and he's like, and well, he's like hey, me, let's fly home. Let me show you the view. Promises like, her a view oh, of a lifetime. God, no. Delivers on his promise, as he says. And yes, just, no, why did they have to do it? I mean, I know why they did it, but why did they have to do it? Okay. Fuck you, A-Train. But yeah, that's why. He's too good, he's too wholesome, he's newly established, they can they can I don't know, his his first mission he got blown up <laughs> Yeah, I feel like Annie probably should have warned him, Okay, maybe here's one or two people you can trust and here's one or two people you should not trust. You know, don't trust the guy who mouth raped me and also don't trust the guy who ran through my boyfriend's ex girlfriend. Yeah, I don't know. But, miscalculation on her part. Yeah, definitely a miscalculation on his part. Not a miscalculation on Homelander's part because he really gets the point across this time. Yeah, and then leaves her on the roof with the dismembered corpse. But the the getting her to say the you know I want you to say it, and it's not just that he wants her to say I understand. He wants her to say that will be Huey. Yeah, like that really really turning the screw. Not that he needed to. He's already brought her up and shown her one of the only people she's close with completely destroyed. Yeah. Then he's saying that'll be the only other person that you are close with. If you don't do this everything is your I say. 
Yeah, this is your friend. That will be your lover. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, oh, Homelander, you, like, ouch. Yeah. That is, yeah, serious. Like, he's done some horrible stuff before and will continue to do some horrible stuff in the future, but that one is just particularly devious, I thought. Yeah, you were very, very upset about that. I was, and rightly so. Supersonic was nice. He was a charming guy. He didn't deserve that. Yeah, and because he was nice and charming, he wasn't going to last five minutes. (laughs) Yeah, I know, but Huey's lasted this long. Yeah, but Huey is will... Yeah, Huey doesn't have the confidence (laughs) either. Supersonic went uh, all in. Huey's got dumb luck and naivety on his side. Yeah, yeah, no. Supersonic was just too nice. He was just a good guy. He's too precious for this world. Yeah. He was too precious for this world. Too precious for this world. But, I mean, I suppose on the upside, there's very little, uh, at the risk of jinxing it, there's very little they can do to upset me just as much going forward. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. They probably will. I'm sure they'll, they'll definitely do their darndest. Yeah. Was there anything else during the episode that you think we missed or anything else you wanted to bring up? Not really. Definitely a good fourth episode. Yeah, a lot in it. I'm kind of annoyed that they only do six episodes. Eight episodes. Eight episodes because I was like, I could maybe do. Yeah, we could. It's been a little bit kind of. There's A lot's been not... happening very fast. Yeah, no, I don't know. I feel like I feel like there's been a lot and there's still a lot to go through story wise so I'm like I know we're halfway through the season and it just feels like it's either going to be very very rushed trying yeah. to whatever they're going to do with Soldier Boy and I know there's a Herogasm episode coming up yeah, which I'm going to assume is just going to be a standalone episode that's not really going to progress things a lot further yeah if there's not gonna be anything major happening in it i don't i don't think there would be yeah it's really it's really hard to know what way it's gonna go because yeah they're, they're halfway through soldier boy's only just been released and then you've got homelander being on a mad one Vic has just thrown stan to the wolves and yeah it does it feels like there's a lot and i yeah i, I kind of with you on that one it'd be nice if we could have maybe another episode or two in the season just to flesh things out yeah i just i just don't understand how it's all going to um come together yeah but we will find out next week we will find out next week certainly how, how it shapes up one more episode in the boys are still in russia poor old kimiko is hopefully it, going to be okay yeah she should be i hope she is oh yeah no i don't It'd think be weird gonna, though. i don't think they're gonna do that to us no. <laughs> they better not. Well, they can't really kill her. Um, sorry, but they can't. They, 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 they won't. They're not going to kill him again. No. My heart can't take it. <laughs> They're not going to kill her. She's and, the female. Yeah. But we'll be back next week, guys, with episode five of season three. Yes. And in the meantime, if you want, you can check out our previous episodes or you can check out our other podcast, Mono Rants at the Movies. Or you can come and find us on Twitter at Rants Mono, on Instagram at Mono Rants underscore the underscore boys. Or you can send your own rants to monorantspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us, guys, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Alex. Oh, Alex. We are Science Fiction Remnant. This is the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. We are the Caribbean Science Fiction Network. We are monorants. We are one core level two podcast. This is sci-fi.